Hey, this is Big Sexy Kevin Nash, and you're listening to The Rough House. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes The Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello everybody, welcome to the Rough House Podcast. It is a, a very special Rougher House edition of the show. Why are you talking so loud? <laughs> Episode 313 for February 12, 2023. I am Marty and joining me is the birthday boy himself although you still got 10 days yeah it's it's early i am uh, celebrating birthday boy himself i am still drunk (laughs) i think (laughs) literally i i I think i think i'm still drunk so uh apologies because this is either going to be the best episode of the rough house or the worst i'm not sure which way it's going to go two mice fell in nevada cream I'm not sure which mouse this episode is. It's okay, and and look, we're we're on a big day anyway. Because Chris, you know what you know what today is. Uh oh, <laughs> why do you hate me? <laughs> is it even on Fox? Is it's on Fox. Okay, I was going to say, is that even the appropriate music? Uh-oh. Chris, come on, buddy. Come on. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Iconic. Iconic. I, 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 do not, I do not half-ass this. I whole-ass this. Does the... Thank you for using your whole-ass. Yeah. Uh, does the dancing robot still make an appearance? Uh, uh, do you mean Cletus, the official spokes thing of Fox Sports? I didn't know it had a name. Yes, his name is Cleet. Yeah. Cleet, like the cleats that uh, they wear in their footsies. Okay. Yes. Uh, I mean, he Cletus. makes appearances even for non-football. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shit, you put that money into lower third CG, you use that for everything, man. Has there ever been an appearance where Cletus met Cletus, the slack-jawed Slack-jawed yokel? Yeah. Not that I'm aware of, but I am not putting anything past modern-day Simpsons writers. And or corporate synergy. And or corporate synergy. Perfect example. Like I was flipping through the channels the other day. Of course, I, I have Babel right now because it's cheaper than having just the internet. Thanks, uh-huh. Verizon. Um, FXX, they're now in the 30s of Simpsons seasons that they're airing. Oh, uh, did, did, they, did they still do the marathons or was that just the one time every Simpsons ever thing? Oh, they, they do marathons on the regular. Okay, on, but not on, just full on season one through. Uh, they still do those on a key. Oh, God. Um, uh-oh. I'm okay. All right. They, right. they still just do bagel. on occasion, uh, like, are on Halloween, because there's 63 the hours worth of yeah. Treehouse of Horrors. They will do a full day of that, or they'll do a full day on Christmas of all the Christmas episodes. And, right, right. Um, but they have done, like, season one episode. And even the way they air it, because they air, like, a block of, like, four or six every day. Mm-hmm. They literally go, season one, episode one. And then, like, if the next day, you know, or th- that day ends on season oh, wow. Episode five, next day, season one, episode six. So, like, okay, they they always tend to air it either in a themed way or, gotcha. or 
Um, but I caught a episode from I think last season. Oh wow! And the plot was Bart saw a and not not a radioactive man movie. Okay. Bart saw a Marvel movie <laughs> early and was getting people to do favors for him so he would not spoil the next okay. installment of, and I quote, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know. it It's a little heavy-handed. Like, look, they've done, they've done all the little shorts with, uh, you know, with the... the... The Marvel characters and then, then everything. They're not great. One with Billie Eilish. I still don't know why that happened. Yeah. It's yeah. Weird. I, I definitely long for the days of, you know, if this was even 10 years ago, it would be Bart knows about the next Radioactive Man movie. Right. Or, yeah. you know, it wouldn't be Billie Eilish is on The Simpsons. It'd be Billie Eilish is playing a plucky angsty teen pop star right wink you know yeah 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 i i definitely miss i mean the subtle era <laughs> billy corgan <laughs> played himself that's true uh, and so did sonic youth and peter frampton and, and uh, cypress hill mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody somebody ordered a symphony orchestra possibly while high cypress <laughs> hill looking in your direction <laughs> that's a great line um Speaking of Billy Corgan, uh, oh, I know you were on Pins and Needles. Yeah. Oh my gosh, fucking! I saw this photo of the Funkasaurus Tyrus. Yeah, the least flattering wrestling gear of all time, brother. If I put on a singlet, I would look like uh, Adrian Adonis next to this guy. And motherfucker needs to rock a dance belt because I can tell you a lot about his penis. <laughs> Like so, so to 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 get that back, there was an NWA pay per view last night titled "Enough Said." How whatever shell company owns the rights to Stanley hasn't come for Billy Corgan's house. I'm not Uh, I'm not entirely familiar, but yeah, it was called "Enough Said." Uh huh. Uh, It was terrible. Sure. Um, Tyrus retained the NWA World Championship over Matt Cardona and Chris. Would you like to guess? Uh, who Billy Corgan has set up as next man up for the NWA world title. Uh, Jimmy Chamberlain. No. What I will tell you is he recently went for another prominent uh, number four company's world title. Oh, man. You're asking me to think right now. I am. It's Music's insane. going in everything. Yeah. Um. Well, if it's not Matt Cardona... Um, I will hint, this piece of shit was on commentary for the match. Marco Stunt. It's not Marco Stunt. God, I'd, I'd rather see Marco Stunt at this point and all his weird meth teeth having glory. Yeah. Uh, well, it can't be Jeff Jarrett. Not Jeff Jarrett. Um, I had somebody else in mind and then... You're getting warmer, though. Yeah, we're thinking TNA era, TNA uh, reject here. Okay. This is a reject from TNA. Uh, I don't know. Like Kurt Angle next held together by toothpicks and a prayer. Not Kurt Angle. Okay, I don't. I, I don't. I'm not going to fit. Bully Ray is going to be the uh, next world title feud. Uh, it's coming up. <laughs> uh. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you know what? 
Mr. William Patrick Corgan, you are very good at getting me to never want to watch your product. Yeah. So uh, kudos also, to you. You're the one that I adore. You will always be my whore. We must never be apart, except for we should always be apart because these shows sound terrible. Um, they signed EC3 to a contract, so uh-huh. I guess the narrative has been chosen for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he worked the uh, returning Alex Riley, oh, who boy, is man. going by his shoot name, Kevin Kiley Jr., uh-huh. Uh, he wrestled in an NWA shirt and slacks. <laughs> he uh, appeared to be no longer able to get um, the same <clears throat> erection health insurance that uh, he used to get while he was in the WWE. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's my meaning. Yeah. Uh, and he proceeded to do a tope straight onto the floor. Nice. At a point. Probably the worst tope I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, he's going by his real name now. Kevin Kylie Jr., I mean, I don't really think you need the G- Excuse me. Bless you. Bless you. Holy. Ooh, wow. Ah, I apologize. I'm a fucking mess right now. It's okay. Uh, Not as much a mess as Kevin Kylie Jr. I By the think... way, would you like to guess EC3's new nickname? Uh, EC3? I mean, it's technically his nickname, so you have that. But he has a nickname... To go with his nickname, he's now Jeremy Irons. <laughs> EC Jeremy Irons three. There it is. <laughs> no, All right. uh, he's now calling himself the Overman be- because his uh, promotion is over. Well, no, because he's over. No, no, his promotion is over. You know, the one he put together and didn't think that they needed to have licenses in the states which they were trying to hold shows. Dipshit. Just run random rock clubs with no one caring. Remember when he was like a big deal? Yeah. Yeah. He has a five star match. He does? Yeah, he was part of that ladder to do, if I remember correctly. The one that randomly gave Ricochet a five star match and. Velveteen Dream of Five Star Match. Wow. Adam. I mean, I don't think it's fair to count those as Oh, I I, I get what you're saying. It's just you know. Lars Sullivan. <laughs> uh it, it's okay. just funny to look back at some people well, yeah. have a five star match. I, I could be wrong. Maybe he's subsequently gotten it. But I think Brian Danielson is still trying to get a five star match. That's that's insane. It really is. It's absolutely yeah. preposterous. But you know, just sort of the the fun nature of, of Dave hates little people. <laughs> exactly, he's tired of these vanilla midgets. Yes, Dave Dave Meltzer does not approve of B plus players. But you know what he does approve of this week, Chris? Uh, World Wrestling Federation for over fifty. Because this week, yeah, WWE decided to go all in on Paul Heyman booking. Okay, they haven't given him creative control or anything. Mm-hmm. But he is responsible for the writing for the top two programs currently going on in WWE because they both are built around Roman Reigns. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cody and the Bloodline. Co- yeah, Cody and the Bloodline. Those are the those are the two big things going on. And uh, Cody collaborating then on a... he is, and uh, they they ended up cutting a promo on Raw, which seems to have silenced a lot of the haters, a lot of the people who were saying that. Uh, he was going to be Batisted, including us, last week on the yeah. show. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they had a uh, back and forth promo, Paul Heyman and, and Cody Rhodes on Monday on Raw. Cody, ever Cody, kicked off the promo by saying that he actually wished Sami Zayn well. And whoever wins, he looks forward to facing them at WrestleMania. Okay. And that's what brought out Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman came out. Did he come out to music? Does he have like his own interest music? No, no. He, he just walked out and he did his, you know, his whole spiel about ladies and gentlemen. My name, my name is Paul Heyman. Crowd did it with him, whole nine. Yeah. Uh, but what was interesting was Cody decided. Cried. Yeah, well, no, no. But he did go to the Dusty Well. Uh, no. Shock of shocks. You don't fucking say. But apparently he told Paul live on television a story that Paul did not know. Allegedly. Which was that Dusty always held Paul Heyman in high regard because when Dusty Rhodes went and worked ECW yeah, yeah, yeah. in the year 2000, Dusty was broke. Oh. And Dusty was one of the few people that Paul Heyman paid on time during that era. <laughs> they didn't did say that. That's right. Yeah, a yeah. matter of fact. But Paul Heyman didn't realize that it was this angle that they worked together, which was a Steve Carino-Dusty Rhodes feud. Which, the, yeah, the, the bullhorn. Bullrope match. Bullrope match. Yeah, yeah, you match. Yeah. Uh, he didn't realize actually how crucial that was to Dusty's not just career, but life at the time. So Cody, you know, thanked him for that and thanked him for being a sounding board up to and including when he was elsewhere doing a little bit of disruption of his own, as he put it. Huh. So Heyman cuts a promo responding, basically saying, oh, you know, thank you for that. I, you know, I always thought highly of you. I thought, always thought highly of the Rhodes family, all that. And he said, you know, in his normal Paul Heyman way. This is all about main eventing and winning at WrestleMania. He said it would be the storybook ending, but you're going against the biggest box office draw in Roman Reigns. You've never been in this spot. You've never mm -hmm. been prepped for this spot. Talking about how you know, you're you're good, but you've never been that guy. And he said, you know, Dusty prepared everybody in WWE, but it was after Cody was out of developmental. Right. He's talking about how Dusty trained guys like Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, women like Becky Lynch and Bailey, and even Roman Reigns. But Dusty never trained Cody. He was not involved directly right. in his career. Um, And he said, you know what? There's no doubt. Dusty loved you. Dusty respected you. But in our last conversation together, Cody, oh, geez. Heyman said, that Dusty said Cody was Dusty's favorite son. Uh, okay. But Roman, he was the son he always wanted. Uh. <laughs> and that's where they ended the promo on Monday. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh they're 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 getting a little personal with it. Yeah. I don't typically love those blurred lines, but in yeah. this instance, kudos. Pretty well okay. done. Um and on the other side of things, on the blue brand. Uh, there was a show long storyline about how the Usos had to defend the tag belts. Of course, okay. the Usos has been ostracized, that sort of thing. Uh, they did a whole gimmick where Jimmy was going to have to defend him on his own. Okay. But Jay comes in through the crowd. They successfully defend the tag belts. Jay goes back on his way. Against... That sort of thing. Uh, 
was it? Oh, uh, against uh, Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Because it's a weird tag team. Braun and and Ricochet won the uh, the tag tournament. Um, uh -huh. Do they have a tag team name? They don't. Get these flippy doos or something like that. <laughs> Braun and Ricky. Come on, Braun, Braun and Braun and Ricky. Braun and Ricky, five thirty to ten morning. <laughs> Braun and Ricky. The Brown and Ricky ship. Brown and Ricky. Brown and Ricky. Brown and Ricky. Brown and Ricky. Um, you did. <laughs> Be there, nerd. Um, but they successfully defended, and then later on in the show, they cut to because uh, Roman wasn't at the show. Um, I, I'm sorry to to harp on this. Yeah. Do they do like a, uh, a a fastball special, a uh, a Colossus Wolverine type? Would uh, think that they would, but not God, really. Damn it. Yeah. As much of a dork as Ricochet is. Oh, I'm sure he pitched it, and I'm sure Braun's <laughs> like, no, that's nerd shit. Anyway, I'm going to go look at guns and jerk off. <laughs> Does Wood, Wood seem to uh, clog the inner workings of a rifle, I wonder? <laughs> Curious now. Do you think, do you think Braun Strowman, like... Uses like an oversized, like you know, one of those ridiculous silencer type things as a flashlight, like one of those. <laughs> you think he'd like literally fucks guns? I don't know. I mean, I feel like he might. Rodri or yeah, Rodriguez. That's her current name. I mean, that's that's his lady. So, huh. yeah. Okay, death by snoo snoo. Yeah, helping it over there. Double death by snoo snoo. All right. That's my favorite stipulation match, by the way. <laughs> You think he takes a uh, a magazine cartridge and sticks it in his ass while he's jerking off? I just think that's how he walks around. Okay, all right. That's why it's hard for him to run. That's it's fair. not the knees; it's it's the ammo in his butt. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. You think if he bends over and twerks, bullets fly out? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a real pop and lock, if you will. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, yeah. Jay was backstage. And Sami Zayn, who had been quiet all night, was up. And he's like, you know, I, I, I really appreciate everything you did for me back at the Rumble, sticking up for me, that sort of thing. I don't know what's going to happen between me and Roman next week and because uh, the pay-per-view is next Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just want to let you know, I acknowledge you. Oh, I acknowledge okay. you. Okay. So there's, there's that whole thing. So there's still no indications of... This not being the end of uh, the the Reigns and Sami Zayn thing. Right. It still seems like this is the payoff at Elimination Chamber. It, it certainly seems that way. Uh, but uh, the, the, the last little storyline bit at the end of the show was Paul Heyman talking with Jay. And uh, he said, you know, he's just on the phone with Roman. And Roman wanted to let Jimmy and Jay both know, you know, don't, don't come to... Uh, Come SmackDown, come to Elimination Chamber next week. Probably because they have DUIs and can't get over the border. Uh, um, but, like, don't don't come next week. Uh, he wants this just to be between him and Sammy. They're going to work it out, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, you should really watch those shows at home because, you know, you see a lot when you watch the TV at home. So they finally broke that wall okay. of people not being aware of what happened on TV. Okay. So, oh, all right. They're, they're they're finally accepting that. Yeah, at least one person is smart enough 
to watch the fucking show and put these yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Yeah, I know, right? Again, Paul Heyman, well done. Good on you. Uh, elsewhere in WWE this week, uh, the main event of Raw, bouncing back to Monday, was the cage match finally between Bailey and Becky Lynch. Okay. Numbers game definitely piled up on Becky Lynch as Dakota Kai and EO Sky got involved and uh, threw weapons into the cage. Would you like to guess what old timer popped up to save Becky? The world oh, wrestling one. <laughs> uh, old timer. Legend. Uh, I mean, I'll an actual favor. legend or a WWE branded legend? WWE branded legend. Okay. Okay. Uh, to save Becky. Save Becky. Uh, God, it couldn't have been Michelle McCool, could it? Not Thank Michelle. Christ. Okay. Uh, where was the show? Uh, the show was in Orlando. So really could have been okay, anybody. Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> um, and we're, we're this, this a female. It is a lady. Here. Okay. Whoa, whoa. It's a lady. Ooh, it's the lady. Uh, yeah, I could tell by my bottle of Quavafier that it is time to end this program. I dare you to find another pro wrestling podcast that makes as many Tim Meadows references as the Roughhouse <laughs> podcast. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, uh, was it Tony, 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 Tony? Uh, no, no, it was not Tony. She's on the other show. Okay, that's right. WWE. Uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna guess it. Lita, Chris. Okay, Lita is returned because apparently they're gonna do something with her at Mania. Right. That's uh, that's cool. It's gonna try. To... <laughs> I guess that's the only legend who actually called them back. Gonna. You know, own... We know Rock didn't. We know Austin. Didn't. Right. So they're like, I could. I don't know. Lita around. Lita's but... gonna try and uh, break her neck in a whale tail. I guess at so. Mania. Okay. And, uh, you know, cool. again, because I, I, I just love quizzing you this week. Did, uh, was there a reaction of, uh, of Edge when Lita popped up? Uh, no, no. Uh, he, he's right. too busy building the, they're doing the mixed tag with him and Beth against Rhea. Rhea and, and, and Finn Balor. Yeah. yeah. I did see, uh, <laughs> I don't remember if it was on Raw or at the, at the Raw, I think it was on Raw, when he, he and Beth came out. Uh, Edge uh, slapped her in the ass <laughs> like a good game pat. Yeah, she went. She like pointed at him. Yeah, stop. Like very clearly said stop. And I was like, that's adorable. I love that. That that's, also jealous. That's how you can tell it's a real couple right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he totally no sold it too. He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I you know, I've always had a thing for Beth Phoenix, so I get that. Do you like her in her current not quite bull Nakano look? I mean. I'm not. Uh, I'm not kicking her out of bed, but it's not like peak, you know. It's not peak Beth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're more a fan of uh, Glamazon era. I did enjoy the Glamazon. Okay. One more WWE bit this week, and sorry, okay. Dennis, you're getting another quiz because I, 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 I enjoy wa- making your brain work. I'm owed for the century, <laughs> but okay. All right. So this coming week on SmackDown, Gunther Walter is going to yeah. be defending the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, he's defending it against someone who won on SmackDown on Friday. It was a four-way match. Uh-huh. I'm going to give you the competitors. Okay. Rey Mysterio. Uh-huh. Karrion Cross. Okay. Madcap Moss. Oh, boy. Santos Escobar. Who won? Oh, wow. 
who's the second one? Carrying Cross? Carrying Cross, that guy. Um, uh, sure. We'll, we'll take that nothing burger. I'm sorry it's the other nothing burger, as it'll be Gunther again. Madcap Moss. How's he, how have they not dropped Madcap from his fucking name? I don't know, but now he's hanging out with Emma on screen, so that's a thing. Holy shit, Emma's back. I totally forgot. It's okay, so did they for the most part. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She was even part of the Rumble, which you watched. She was? She was. I mean, I know it's hard <laughs> to tell that it's her because she didn't come out with her tiny gloves, nor was she stealing an iPad kid. <laughs> <laughs> Can't trust the Australians. Isn't she, uh, she's, uh, she's banging a wrestler, at, isn't she? Or was she at some point? She might actually be banging me. I got lost, though. I think about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right. Still not as weird, and it still is... It is is Mandy Rose and uh, and and Tino Sabatelli. That is the weirdest. Oh, not Liv Morgan and uh, Bo Dallas. That's the one where I'm always like, really? That's a little weird. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Interesting. Hmm. I mean, I still I still watch. Oh, I've, well, no doubt. And speaking of watching, here's something I know you watched this week. Okay. Ah, I did watch. Hey, man. <laughs> And fast-forwarded through seven others. Hey, it's okay, because uh, <laughs> it was a great match. It was the New Japan New Beginning in Osaka show on fr- on uh, Saturday, uh, yep. uh, February 11th. And uh, I'm just going to say it was made better by one key important component. The crowd could react like people. It, did they ever? Yeah. Yeah, ma'am. It was, you know, the, the big New Beginning tour ender. Uh-huh. Um, the match that... Uh, Chris watched, which we will be talking about in just a moment, was Kazuchiko Okada defending against Roughhouse favorite Shingo Takagi. Takagi Shingo! But uh, very quickly, I'm just going to run through the other results, what happened. Um, Really only the last few matches. I was going to say, there's a bunch of tags and then, you know, the never title and the, uh, the loser leaves Japan match. Yes, which... Had a very interesting end result. Uh, yeah. So, Great Okan and Aaron Hanare of the United Empire beat up Oscar Luby and Toru Yano. Mm-hmm. Um, LIJ group of Naito, Bushi, Hiromo Takahashi, and Sonata defeated the New Japan home team of, excuse me, Raisuke Taguchi, Tiger Mask, Shota Umino, and Hanma. Uh, Taji Shimori defeated Master Wado. Okay. Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Kenta. Tanahashi looking weird as hell because he popped out his three front veneers on a protein bar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you caught that in the post-match promo, but yeah, uh, Tana's missing teeth right now. No, no. I I heard uh, Kevin Kelly made a reference to it uh, at some point, and I didn't get the reference because I didn't watch the match, but that's interesting. Yeah. Tana looking a little Mark Briscoe-esque. Hey, man. Uh, we have new never six man tag team champions. Oh yeah, it's uh Suzuki, Ren Narita, and Despi, right? Yes, Team Strong Style, as they're calling themselves. I like it. 
Good for Renarita, man. Get a, get yourself some uh, some gold there. Yeah, they uh, beat the trio of uh, evil Ujiro Takahashi and show of the House of Torture. Yeah. Um, so uh, basically, it sounds like Suzuki just really wanted to have Suzuki good with less people. Sure. Hey, I get sorry, it. just four guys. You were just four guys in his eyes. <laughs> um, they had the loser leaves Japan match where Hikaleo defeated Jay White. Yeah. Now, Jay White, it's interesting because he does this every couple of years. Yeah. When his contract is up. Am I going to leave? Am I going to stay? The wording of the stipulation here is loser leaves Japan, not yeah. loser so, leaves New Japan. Yeah. So, he so the country. Be, yeah. He will be on the Battle of the Valley show next weekend. Right. Uh, which is going against the Elimination Chamber. Fucking weird. It's sold out, so oh, yeah, it's sold out. So it's good for the live show. I'm just thinking, yeah, pay per view side of it. Well, yeah, 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 well, streaming pay per view side of it. Uh, I digress. Yeah, so so Jay will be on that show, right? But he will no longer be in New Japan proper. Concurrently, his contract is apparently up, but some people are wondering if he's working it and that sort of thing. He does love to do that. We've talked in recent weeks about how there really isn't anything left for Jay to do. Yeah, he's done everything there. At a young age. He's not even 30 yet, is he? 1G1. Yeah, I, I think if he is 30, he's just now 30. Yeah. Um, Like, really, what would be left for him would be, you know, oh, boy, he gets to be a never six-man champion or some shit. Right. And he might have already held that, and I just forgot. Um, But in terms of, like, the, the prestige titles and the prestige yeah. moments, he's had all of them. I, I'm going to say something that is odd coming from me. Okay. I think he'd actually do really well in WWE. Probably. He's got a good look. He can cut a promo. He's got an accent. All those things are uh, usually pluses. Yeah. Over there, he can work. Yeah, and, um, and he works safe as hell. He's not, yeah. you know, he's not like a Will Ospreay who needs right. to be able to do flippy-doos to be able to get over. Like, yeah. he's a really safe worker, which is kind of what made him a go-to guy in New Japan because he you know, wasn't working hurt all the time or working yeah. as hurt all the time. Yeah. Um. So, you know, if that is what is happening, which has been rumored in the past, good on him. If, I mean, if he goes to AEW, I'm not opposed to it, but really, you know, lost in the shuffle, he'd be lost in the shovel into shuffle. Excuse me, not the shovel. Um, That's triple H. Yes. <laughs> to bang the drum that the internet's been banging all week long. Like, they really need a top baby face right now, and Jay White ain't that guy. No. Um, so I don't I don't know where he would fit in. I mean I mean, unless Tony wants him to make the uh the linchpin of Ring of Honor, then perhaps having kind of Claudio would though. be pretty fucking baller for like the next pay per view. True. Um But even in that, it's like I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. It would kind of make sense if Ring of Honor is going to be working heavily with the New Japan US shows. Right. Why he's banned from Japan, uh -huh. but he's on all the New Japan US shows. Like, I could I could see that. I don't know. Um, We'll, we'll have to see how it plays out. Yeah. But uh, Chokey Slam was the finish on, uh, on Jay. Okay. Uh, we had Tamatanga defend the Never Open Weight Championship successfully against El Fantasmo. Okay. Uh, Tama hits the J-Driller for the finish. Yeah. He did yeah. point to the sky before hitting it, so. 
I think I saw ELP did a Styles Clash at some point. He's still aping all the old BC finishers. He is. Okay. He is. Uh, and then the main event was Kazuchika Okada against Shingo Takagi. Okada retains, which isn't a massive surprise. No, I was uh, hoping to be surprised and Shingo would win, but yeah. not with this, you know, other big match with Okada coming up that we'll talk about in a minute. But yes, uh, great match. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these two could have a great match in their sleep. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And it isn't a match where I'm like, oh, man, the spots were so good. Like, you know, Shingo, we love the dude, but he's yeah. he's not a guy where like, oh, well, look at that spectacular spot. He's just so hard hitting and yeah. so realistic in everything he, do- he does. His striking, his his suplexes, you know, everything just yeah. looks so good. And hearing the Osaka crowd react... They were like, so hot for him, man. Holy shit. Yeah. It was, I mean, it helped it that Okada awesome. was definitely working heelish, too. Yeah. yeah. He was uh, full on, I'm the greatest pro wrestler, excuse me, greatest pro wrestler in the world mode. Hey, I mean, uh, he has every right to do. I've missed that Okada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Okada ends up winning. Uh, the match went about 32 minutes, I think. Yeah, 30, 35. Um, so it was not as much a drag as the clap era length right. main events have been because people responded yeah i mean i don't it didn't feel super long to me i mean you know it's your typical new japan main event the first you know five to ten minutes are you know slower pace yeah. building each other out sort of thing and then but the last 15 minutes of that match were just absolute fire yeah and uh <laughs> what i thought was really cool um did you did you watch it japanese or english i watched the english okay so I watched it in Japanese because, like we've talked about, I just want to guess too for Japanese sure. wrestling. Um, I read a translation of Okada's post-match promo, and the first thing he did, and I don't know if this was covered in the the um, U.S. commentary, because I know Chris Charlton tends to translate. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Apologies if I'm being redundant, but he uh, he pointed out that this was the first time he and Shingo got to go one-on-one in a live crowd, and he's right. like... I liked that. That was fun. We should do that again. Which, yeah. not a normal thing for a champion to say. Right. Um, and continuing in that same line, he's like, hey, we have this big American show. It's sold out next week. I'm defending the title. It's not, who wants to face me? It's like, I know who I want to face. Yeah. I know who I want to show the world what New Japan is all about with. So he calls out Tanahashi. Yeah. And we're getting Okada Tanahashi for only the second time in the U.S. Uh, coming up this coming weekend at Battle of the Valley. So Yeah. Can't argue with that. That is always a good, uh, always a good sitch there. But uh, the Battle of the Valley show, uh, it, you know, on paper, it should be pretty damn good. Um, we'll see. We'll see how Mercedes uh, turns out. That's the question mark, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's the match that put the butts in seats. Uh, so no pressure, Mercedes. But uh, Kyrie defending the IWGP Women's Championship against Mercedes Monet. The aforementioned Okada Tanahashi world title match. Um, New Japan Strong Openweight title Fred Rosser will be defending against Kenta. And uh, it feels That's like Darren Young, right? Yeah, that is Darren Young. And he's actually been really fucking good on New Japan War okay. or New Japan Strong, rather. Um, RG. But uh, it sounds like they might be putting the belt on Kenta, so Kenta might become the uh, the ace of Strong. Okay. Um, which makes sense because he's actually U.S.-based. Right, yeah. Um, the Murder City Machine Guns will be defending against, uh, defending the New Japan Strong titles, tag titles against 
uh, the world-class wrecking crew, uh, who are a duo that have been on a lot of the New Japan U.S. shows. Actually, a really good team, so this okay. could be a showing-out moment for them. Zack Sabre Jr. defending the New Japan World Television Championship against Clark Connors. Okay. Uh, which reminds me, last week, I, I don't think, because you probably would have mentioned it, uh, I don't think you got a chance to watch it, but I was talking about how good ZSJ and Ishii was. Yeah, no, I have not had a chance. It's a great match, but more importantly... Because this is the gimmick of all the New Japan World TV title matches. Mm-hmm. It's available for free on oh, nice. New Japan World. So okay. uh, if you're have any, if you listening and you have any interest in watching it, you, just, you don't have to sign up for anything. Just go That's to NewJapanWorld.com. Cool. It's on the front page. Uh, and it's an awesome match. And again, Ishii does a spot you will never expect from Ishii. Um, also on the San Jose show, Eddie Kingston versus Jay White, as nice. discussed. Um Filthy rules match, so no rope, no DQ match. It'll be Tom Lawler against Homicide. Uh, and then a random eight man, Mascara Dorada, Josh Alexander, Adrian Quest, and Rocky Romero will face Kushida, Kevin Knight, Volador Jr., and the DKC. So, okay. Should be a fun show when they slice and dice it and put it on New Japan World. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to make the. Because also, it's a, it's a West Coast show. So, right. I don't think it's going to start till like 11 o'clock. Yeah, no. Time. That's I'm not going to rest to watch it. Nah, bruh. But uh, I am very interested in hearing how Mercedes does same uh, in ring because this this is a big fucker walk moment for Mercedes. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, she she's proven she can draw. Yeah. So that's that that check mark's been uh been listed down. But uh, yeah, he really physical uh, once. Yeah, it was not good. Yeah. Well, and promo too. Like if she cuts a post match promo. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, she has some recovery to make there. It'd be nice also if she uh, got a little remix on that not quite instrumental of uh, Chris Cross's jump. I mean, the Mac Dad will make you jump, jump. Evan uh-huh. Daddy Mac uh-huh. will make you jump, jump. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, let's go ahead and jump on into what happened in AEW this week. Emerges. You know the They're in El Paso, Texas. Kind of yeah. a unique venue. Like, I, it, yeah, it looked big, but small that, that I was going to say that. Yeah, no, it did. Like it looked, it looked deep, but not wide. Yeah, it was, it was, I guess. And like the, the opposite side of the entryway, like it was just like a, it wasn't like a full side of the arena. It was like yeah. a weird little bucket of seating that was, yeah, elevated. it was odd. It was definitely a weird setup, but uh, hot crowd as they've been having the past few weeks. Yeah, um, it was AEW Dynamite Championship Fight Night. Okay, and uh, we kicked off strong with a hell of a match that, for me, just needed one little thing to put it over the top. Uh, it was MJF going one on one with Kanosuke Takeshita. It was a title eliminator match. If Takeshita had won. Yeah. He would have to defend, or he would uh, MDF get a title to defend uh, the world title the next week on Dynamite. To which I will say to you, Chris, why the fuck didn't Takeshita just win this one? <laughs> um, <clears throat> man, you know what? You 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 ask a really good question there. Uh, I don't know. It was a great match. It was. I'm not going to take anything away. From the in-ring action. Uh, MJF, for a guy who doesn't wrestle often now, 
Yeah. For a guy who uh, will even make that his gimmick that, you know, other guys work hard. I work smart. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hell, he even talked about it Um, on Friday. Mark Marin posted the AEW episode of What the Fuck. Yeah. I will, I'm only part, part way into Jericho on there. It's a hell of a listen. Yeah. No, I, I, I had drinks. I so used fun. to drive it around on Friday, so I yeah. had to listen to all of it. Um, it's a lot but, of it. It's like two and a half hours. I had to run a shit ton of errands on this yeah. right. whole thing. Um, anyway, uh, he talks about, you know, oh, I, I, I pick my spots and that's sort of yeah. thing. Well, he picked his spot and he looked like fucking world beating in this match. Yeah, he did. As did Takeshita. Uh-huh. But the thing about Takeshita is his entire run so far in AEW has been banger, 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 LLL. Exactly. Yeah. Straight up bridesmaid. He's never the bride. Yeah. And here we are again. He lost clean as a fucking sheet. Yeah. Tapped out to the arm bar, which I get it. They need to make the arm bar a thing because yeah. everyone's been working over Danielson's shoulder. Yeah. But couldn't couldn't Takeshita have won this week to lose and get the shit kicked out of him next week? Uh, apparently not. Yeah. Uh, I guess M- Max just didn't want to eat any L's on the way to the, uh, you know, championship thing. And, you know, conversely to devil's advocate here, mm-hmm. haven't we gone on record saying we hate when champions uh, lose uh, non-title matches? That's fair. That's fair. I guess I'm with you, though. I mean, I want Takeshita to, to, to string together a big... Uh, you know, succession of uh of W's here. I would love that because he's great. And any anytime you know he has a match, I'm I'm my phone is down and I'm, I'm uh, yeah. watching a hundred percent. I suppose it's also that thing of you know if and and I know this sounds so no brainer, but I can even say from a lesser experience of my own, the the frustrations of putting together cards. Sure, is is something where you're you're constantly re- you're you're playing. Uh, a game of Jenga. Yeah. So the blocks, it's people. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it is that thing of, well, if you can't give the guy a win who needs a win, maybe you don't put him in the match. Yeah. I mean, I understand. Yeah. I mean, I get putting him in there because the relationship with Brian and then they had that brawl last, last week backstage and everything. But yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. It's it's it, it it's again just one of those fit and finish things. It's frustrating, which I'm going to bring back up in yeah. just a little bit when we talk about what's planned for next week on Dynamite. Um, but uh, you know, great match. Just I I needed that little oomph. I needed a little bit of extra. As see, for me, I, I I agree. It was a great match, but it wasn't. It didn't quite hit match of the year. No. Uh, uh, candidate for me, but. Were there another maybe ten minutes to the match? Yeah. It might have gotten there. I yeah. feel like they, it never really kicked into that that final full gear, uh, Part if you point. will. Yeah. Um, but I I thought the post match angle was great. You know, MJF freaking out, busting open Takeshita. Yeah. Um, as Takeshita is the most polite man in the world when it comes to handing his blade back to the referee. Right. Which yeah, you know, uh, you you can argue. Uh, how much of that fucked things up there, but at the same uh-huh. time, it's like, ah, Takeshita, I love you, little buddy. 
he's a super good boy. Um, but you know, honestly, that's that's on the whoever was behind the scenes directing, right? Just telling them to not cut uh, to a different camera at that right. point. I mean, you gotta you gotta see that coming. I mean, we all fucking did exactly. So you know, um, but yeah, uh, Danielson, of course, now wanting to fight for his friend and Takesha. Well, he needs to be looked at by a doctor, which would be picked up later on in the show. Yeah. And we had a video package of Joey Samoe talking about regaining the TNT title. He said, you know what? Wardlow wants belt. Look, dude, I already took your belt. I already took your scalp. All right, cool. Now I'm going to take everything else from you. I love the promo. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been nice to have heard from Wardlow. That is the big problem here. (laughs) I mean, Joe can do the, the, the... Joe can carry a feud on his own, no doubt. But if Wardlow's the guy you're trying to make... Maybe put him out there. <laughs> I'm wondering something. if Wardlow, like, keyed Tony's car or something. Because everything since he won over MJF at Double or Nothing has been bad. Yeah. He just he was stuck in the, the TNT title feuds with guys like Jay Lethal and all that. And it, yeah. Who gave a shit. Uh, him and Joe was finally the first time there was something, but then they did the whole Ward Joe Mo, we yeah, was really stupid. didn't do much, and then he lost clean fuck to Joe. So yeah. it was like, all right, later, kids. I mean, look, I'll you know, when Samoa Joe beats somebody, I'm never gonna complain because Samoa Joe is awesome and right. he's real as fuck. So right, you know, it, just, it felt like they had something. I agree, I agree. Yeah, uh, for uh, for Wardlow there, and now he's just. I wouldn't even say he's just another guy. He's like, he's, he's cool. not even that. Yeah. He's yeah. Occasionally there. Um, anyway, uh, we had another title eliminator match. At- oh, wait, where's, where's fucking Miro still Miro's still going. I won't be world champion. Yeah. And Tony's going, I have like a whole bunch of other ideas that aren't that world champion. I feel, mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I could feel like a Miro MJF feud could work. But then Miro would lose, so yeah. maybe not. <laughs> yeah, and I, don't, I don't know that, you know, squeaky clean babyface Miro is the way to go with Miro. I, I mean, that said, you know what? I feel like no Miro? For, I know we'd be going back to the TNT title well for, yeah. for Miro, but Joe Miro would be pretty fucking rad. That would fuck. Um, anyway, we had another title eliminator match this time for the Women's Championship as Jamie Hayter was going one-on-one with the needle mover herself, <laughs> the bunny. Um, the bunny and Penelope Ford both had really cool face paint. I just wanted to take a moment to mention that because yeah, I liked it. I, I thought it was a cool look. Uh, I hopefully the bunny remembers how to put it on because she's apparently concussed after that match. Yeah, I thought this match was pretty dope. And then uh, there was an exploder, and they went for a second exploder, and I guess there was a miscommunication. Communication, excuse me. Yeah. And Bunny went right on her head, and yeah. they scrambled to the finish, and we ended up having a lot of awkward tv time which was yeah. like something was supposed to go longer and we don't know what to do into the commercial break kind yeah like when at, there after the soraya tony storm thing they cut back to jamie and Britt walking up the stage i was like what the fuck is this and even the tony and soraya thing was just yeah i don't care i don't like it it's good to know that uh leva bates has been on pro wrestling television for almost a decade now huh? ever since she was blue pants blue pants yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 and she still has no idea how to react toward a camera or take a bump. 
Uh, I'm sure she's a lovely person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a reason why she became a backstage worker and was not involved in wrestling so much anymore. It's impressive. Yeah. Anyway, Lexi Nair was then at MJF's dressing room, and MJF, with blood on his hands, cut a very polarizing promo. You seem to love it or hate it, or in a small subsection of the internet, get extremely triggered by it for a reason that I was like, why the fuck did you even think about this personally? Yeah. Because MJF told a story that felt like it was going a little Katie Vickish for a minute about a bit. about having his car, his first car. and how Blue Camaro. Yes. And uh, he got into a car accident with a girl he liked named Liv. Uh-huh. Liv Morgan, who knows? Uh, but uh, he got into a car accident. She cracked her head on his windshield, and when the cops came, oh, not only not only that, oh, she well, was yeah. she was giving him head at the time. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, which is why she wasn't buckled and cracked her head on the windshield. Cracked so. her head on the windshield, but uh, the cops came. came. Good guy, Max, switched seats with her, <laughs> put her in the driver's seat to make it look like she was driving. Yes. So, uh, but uh, it, it all pulled together. And uh, he said, you know, in this life, there are winners or losers, and I'm always a winner. And uh, he's going to expose Brian Danielson for the loser that he is. So, I mean, this, it was an interesting promo. Yeah. I don't really, uh, now, I, I don't really see how it needed, how that story really applied to the situation. Oh, yeah. No, it was totally, Max is going to tell a 12-minute monologue just going. Right. But, how, like, it was delivered Immaculately, it was compelling television. It, I, I had to hear where it was going. He is. It, it's so. Uh, I don't even know the words. Um, it's just great because he's so natural, and there's no no pauses where he doesn't mean to take a pause. He never forgets his train of thought. He's fully committed. Yeah, and I'd imagine all off the top of his head because he seems like that kind of guy. Yeah, um, and it's just it. I'm just in awe. It's it's very impressive and very compelling. Whenever he, you know, cuts a promo, this that that type of promo backstage a hundred times better than it would have been out in front of a crowd. Yeah, because he would have been like, "Why don't you shut up, El Paso?" And I right. love it, and you know, and add five minutes. Yeah, make some Mexican jokes. Yeah, you know, all that stuff. That was the acclaims gig. Yeah. Um. But uh, and and I'm not typically the type to be like, "Why are you so triggered, snowflakes?" But uh, at no point did I watch that promo and go, "Hey, Jay Briscoe, man." A portion of the internet got real up in arms about that. Oh, I didn't even put that together. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was like, I don't know why people were mad about that. Like, it, it, it was clearly two very unrelated situations. Yeah. And fabricated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was weird. <laughs> I hope it was weird. <laughs> anyway, we continued on with the show. We had the Garcia Guevara Gauntlet. Yeah. The Triple G. Hosted by Guy Fieri. Ricky Starks quickly defeated both members of 2.0. <laughs> yeah, they got jumped pretty hard. And then it was... Especially Cool Hand. Yeah. And then it was... Garcia? No, wait. It's Kimmy Guevara. No, wait. It's Danny Garcia. Yeah. Uh, against Ricky Starks. And uh, they had a nice little back and forth. 
But uh, we get uh, a spear on the apron from Starks. Yeah, looks good. To uh, onto Garcia, and uh, Starks is standing on the outside, gathering his thoughts. When a man in a lucha mask throws an elbow right in his face, uh, spitting back elbow. Yes. Yeah, very. Uh... There is not a "Oh my God, that man's under a lucha mask" angle that Chris Jericho hasn't enjoyed. Right, did it yeah. one more time in El Paso as uh, as uh, Diego Garcia ends up uh, getting the pin and the win, which means Jericho would not be facing Ricky Starks. Okay, I mean, you know, if Ricky's going to take an L, then you know, by some kind of outside interference, it makes sense to kind of protect him because he's still super hot and super over. So, you know, I just again hope he's not in the orbit of Jericho for too much longer. Right. Um, the acclaim was backstage with Renee Paquette and daddy S. And I thought for sure they were telegraphing the finish here. And maybe that was the point. Maybe that was the point. Cause there was certainly a point in the main event where it looked like Billy Gunn would be getting involved in costing yeah. the belts, but that's not the direction they went in. Um, with the commercial came back, Renee was in, in the trainer's room with Takesha and Brian Danielson. And all of a sudden they hear the door lock and Roosh's music hitting because the whole gimmick is now Takeshita and Brian Danielson are unable to right. enter the match. Right. Uh, so uh, MJF walks out right after Roosh, tells Aubrey Edwards to start uh, start the match, yeah. ring the bell, and then start yeah. counting them out. Ring the bell. Danielson bursts through the locked door where apparently Preston Vance and Jose had a drill just to do something. I don't know. Right. But Takeshita fends them off with very little effort and a massive head wound. And uh, I didn't even see Preston Vance there. I only saw Jose. Yeah, Preston was there. He's easy to not notice because now he's just a generic white dude in a suit. <laughs> you know, he had a really awesome, cool-looking gimmick with the whole, yeah. like, not-quite-deathstroke mask. But yeah. they went, you know what we need to do? Make him generic as fuck and give him a dumb name that no one remembers. So, uh, it's the bad dog, danger dog, danger dog, which is here I come, which is not name. shockingly enough the name of the spicy version of the Dodger dog. <laughs> uh, there you go. Anyway, Danielson makes his way to the ring, and then we got Brian Danielson versus Roosh and Chris. Yeah, I'm gonna say this. this is the year where we've had uh, Danielson against Takeshita. In a uh -huh. We had Danielson. Gets Bandito and it ruled. Rolled. Yeah. Sorry. Those matches are a tier beneath Danielson and Roosh because this match absolutely fucked. Dude, Roosh is. He's compelling to watch because you can kind of tell he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. About the safety of himself, the safety of others, the, 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 you know, um, health. Uh, uh, protocol put in place by Tony Khan. Yeah. He, he is he is the danger dog. Yes. Okay. He is the dangerous member of that team. Uh, and, you know, it, it kind of felt like, with the exception of Brian versus Brian, uh, it, it felt like all of this was Danielson kind of doing pro wrestling fantasy camp. Yeah. On the way to the match with MJF. I was like, I want to do a strong style. Japanese wrestling match. I haven't had a chance to do one of those in years. So we got to yeah. do one with I want to do a crazy lucha submission match. And he got to do that with Bandito. Well, this yeah. was the hate filled lucha brawl. 
Yeah, it was. Like, th- this is this is where, you know, L.A. Park and some poor schmuck are right. leading, masks are torn open, everything's ridiculous. So he and Roosh decided just to beat the piss out of each other on live television. Oh, boy. Uh, Danielson was gushing. Yep. Including one of the coolest visuals I've ever oh, seen. Oh, my God. Which just, was... Yeah. Uh, Roosh did his off the apron belly to belly over to yeah. belly to belly. And when he did that, Danielson's hair, fl- you know, was flung because yeah. it was wet from his blood. And the blood just splattered right into yep. the camera. And thank God they didn't wipe it off. Yeah. I'm sure Tony to was screaming into his headset, don't you fucking wipe that lens. Yeah. <laughs> don't you wipe that lens. Because every time they cut back to that camera on the floor, yep. blood was on the lens. And Beautiful. it made for this incredibly compelling visual yeah it was fantastic absolutely loved it this ruled uh (laughs) danielson ends up winning with the flying knee two of them um yeah two flying knees um so goddamn good yes post-match mjf ran down and beat him down with the ring uh security guards came out but god this ruled like I mean, I know everything is battling for second place right now with Omega and Osprey for match of the year. Uh huh. But this is number two right now for me. Okay. This this was phenomenal, and yeah, I I think part of what's going to make it. And I realize I'm. I I told you privately, and I don't think we said anything publicly that I would do like a a write up about picking my match of the year for Voices of Wrestling. Yeah. I have a logic to it, which isn't just like I keep a list and then I decide. It's like I look back at those matches like. How many things do I actually remember? And, like, what's yeah. compelling about it? That Danielson, like, getting thrown into your living room visual with the right. blood smacking the camera, that will stick with me for a very long time. Yeah. Also, the thud his body made. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Is burned into my uh, my brain. Uh, anyway, we went to commercial, and when we came back, we had the contractually obligated cross-promotional moment of the show. As two guys from Impractical Jokers were on the show. I have never watched a minute of Impractical Jokers. The only time I watched it was due to a brother-in-law I'm not fond of. So, (laughs) it's a very tainted show. Well, I said Sal. Law. Very tainted show. But um, they stole Chris Jericho's bat and apparently would have something to do with the premiere of the show i mean hey you know corporate synergy is fine then we had the elite against ar fox and top flight for the titles this match fucking ruled every time ar fox shows up it's like oh man you know oh you you forget how good that guy really is yeah and clean and smooth and yeah you know he's and i don't i don't mean for this to go the wrong way but he's like swerve in that his transitions and the moves are so yes. unique yes. and why them together is such a fantastic pairing. Yes. Um, but him and Top Flight, man, that's a trio I will watch any day of the week. And I enjoyed Top Flight rocking the AR Fox cosplay yes. match. It made him yeah. look like a unit. No, matching uh, here. I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm totally fine about- with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was kind of like, oh, look, they're, they're dressed like AR Fox. But at yeah. the same time, I, I, I thought it was a good idea. Who's probably old enough to be their father. <laughs> right? Because um, he is a lot older than you'd think. Um, yeah. But man, he still moves like he's fucking uh, 22. Yeah. Um, but 
just an awesome match. Crazy finish. Yeah. Uh, we had the the more bang for your buck uh, into a V-trigger on Fox, Dr. Bomb, another V-trigger, one-wing angel, uh, which got uh, rolled through by Fox, two count. They went back and forth on pin attempts, and then uh, Omega ends up ultimately getting the pin on Fox. Yeah. Like, it... It was just so goddamn good. But I will say this to acknowledge a lot of the criticism I'm seeing on the internet. We really need, as much as I am loving, the elite just faces teams and awesome matches. Uh huh. We need a little more meat on the bone. We haven't heard from the elite. We don't know what they want to do sure. for champions. Kenny Omega won the U.S. championship, he brought it out. He had one of the greatest matches ever to earn it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen video of it. It's kind of been acknowledged on commentary. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Omega Osprey 2 is going to main event Forbidden Door. But I would hope. Like, can you lay a seed or something? Can you, or, or give me an idea of where like the elite's going for the pay per view? I mean, yeah. at this rate, it feels like, oh, it's going to be the go-home show, and surprise, it'll be the Elite versus an awesome-sounding team at the pay-per-view. Well, even if it's at the pay-per-view, um, even if it's Osprey and Aussie Open, yeah. you know, going for the trios titles, which didn't, did we get that at some point uh, last we, year? We we did get that was uh, the semifinal. Yeah, that's right. Uh, for the, the trios title fair. It's just, I, I want a little more. I, I want some sizzle to the steak, you know? Yeah. Um, match was awesome. A third absolutely incredible match of the year caliber match of the night. Yeah. So, of course, we got to end the show with the most tepid reaction I've ever seen to anything in AEW history. Yeah, I think you're right. As it was the acclaimed against the guns for the... Well, AEW. that's not true. The exploding yeah, barbed wire. You know, fair point. <laughs> this was the 2023 exploding barbed wire. This is 1A to exploding uh, barbed wires one. So they had an on-fire crowd all night long. The Acclaim, or sorry, the guns come out, they're getting their booze, whatever, but the Acclaim came out, they were fucking superstars. Yeah, man, super over. They did their, uh, Max did the rap, he even did part of it in Spanish. Yeah. It's probably good that Turner Sensors don't speak Spanish. See, si. Uh... They had all of the things for a big, hot babyface win. And they can go off the air with El Paso losing their fucking mind for the acclaim. Yeah. Instead, and and I will admit, part of this is not the booking. Part of this is the execution. Because the finish was awkward as fuck. Yeah. Like, I w when I was texting with you on Wednesday, and I was trying to tell you what the finish was. Right. I had a hard time putting it into words. Yeah, because it was real fucking confusing. So I'm I'm gonna try to to uh, I, I'm I'm aping this from the observer recap. Yeah. So. Uh. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Okay. Austin hits a quick draw on Bowens. Mm -hmm. Austin grabs one of the tag titles, and is gonna hit Bowens with it to win. Right. Billy Gunn, who said he wasn't gonna get involved, gets involved. Down. <laughs> yeah. He shoves Bowen out of the way and is 
all up in Austin's shit about it. Uh-huh. Colton grabs the tag title and hits Billy right. with the belt. Colton's a tall one. Yes, Colton's a yeah. tall one. He, he was he was not the one who was obnoxiously yelling his way during the pandemic era. Yeah. Sorry, Austin Gunn. I know you were doing your best, but I'm going to hold this against you for probably forever. Yeah. Um, Bowens hits the arrival in Austin. Caster hits the mic, mic drop. drop. Yeah. This is all I were the greatest ref bump of all time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stefan Smith, like Stefan Ralph Smith, went ass over TK window. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, he watched <laughs> Danielson and Roosh and went, I'm doing it for the business tonight, boys. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. I get it. I get it, man. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, so we had a visual three. Yeah. Colton pulls Caster, sends him into the railing. Uh, Bowens then tries a roll up. He gets sent to the ropes. Colton's on the apron with the belt. So the belt shot happens there. Right. Austin gets the slow pin one, two, three, and we've still got three minutes left on the air. Yeah. So everyone just stands around awkwardly until the show's over. I'm guessing Tony's screaming at somebody when we're about to go off the air like, I don't know, play the acclaimed music. Yeah. That goes off, which I guess is supposed to be the, oh, well, they'll get them next time, boys, moment of the show. But, like, no one gave a shit. No, because the air had just been sucked out of the fucking room. So they claimed are no longer tag champions. Yeah. The guns have the tag, tag belts. I guess they're going to be- belt pillow it over to FTR. But this was a perfect scenario of a situation that raised no one's stock. No. And after a show that had been hot fucking fire to talk about what you just said, this was that barbed wire or ring explosion. Yeah. All over again. Because that match, the barbed wire match between Omega and Mox was awesome. Until the finish. Yeah. But then everyone remembers how shitty the pyro was after the match. Yeah. This show was incredible. But all people were talking about at the end was, why the fuck do the guns have the tag belts? Yeah, and honestly, even the reasoning of having them give it to FTR, that doesn't even fly with me. The guns are not ready to be champions. Yeah. They're not ready to be in a main event of television. Yeah. Um, And I don't... If FTR is going to win the titles back, I feel like it makes more sense to have them beat the acclaimed <laughs> yeah and and honestly the acclaimed and ftr would be a big money match yeah and especially the acclaimed... if the acclaimed didn't lose well i mean yeah exactly and the acclaimed could you know bounce back easily from an l from ftr it's going to take a lot more work for them to bounce back from an yeah, l the and, and unfortunately the proof was in the pudding with the show they taped right after, which aired on Friday. Of course, the show we've been waiting on. It was AEW Rampage, and uh, I guess I'm going to talk about this in reverse, because the acclaim popped up at the end of the night. Okay. Did you, I didn't did, watch. I didn't okay, get a chance to watch Rampage. So the main event. I had a chance. I just didn't want to. Um, <laughs> the main event of Rampage was Orange Cassidy defending the All-Atlantic Championship against Lee Moriarty. A match that they announced on socials, even though they taped it on 
on Wednesday. I don't I don't know what the deal with that was. And I will hold back my Lee Moriarty's a really great talent here, absolutely motherfucking, by not doing anything of note with him, but I digress on that. So it was a good match, um, but they were having some back and forth with uh, Stoke and Danhausen, which kind of overshadowed it. I mean, I like both those personalities. It was a lot of fun, but yeah, it was what it was. Um, the finish was Moriarty uh, trying to uh, get uh, a Border City stretch in the center of the ring because he had OC locked into it, but he was near the ropes. He's trying to roll Casty back into the center of the ring, but Casty counters it with the cradle, gets the pinfall. So after the match, Satnam Singh comes out on the stage okay. to distract Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. While they're distracted, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal run in from behind and attack them with the Golden Globe, because that's still a thing. Okay. Best friends try to make a save. They get laid out. Jarrett's about to break a guitar over Orange Cassidy's head, but who makes the save? The acclaimed to a tepid reaction at best. So not only are they not going to be involved in the tag title scene anymore, the crowd who just saw them lose is like, fuck these guys, we don't care. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. A massive bummer. And it also makes them look stupid. Like, why would they not go for their a rematch for their titles? Yeah. Not great. Yikes. Um, But the rest of the show uh, kicked off with the Blackpool Combat Club of uh, Mox, Claudio, and Wheeler Yuta against uh, Kip Sabian, Butcher, and Blade. Fun little match. Yeah. I got to say, Kip Sabian, that, that new look continues to do wonders for him. Yeah. Because uh, he's always had, you know, the skill. He just didn't have the panache. Yeah. He looks really great here. Um, Renee Paquette, I'm oh, sorry, uh, Darby and Sting cut a promo. Darby talking about how he's not going to challenge Joey Samoe for the TNT title, but he is going to have Ortiz's back with the House of Black, which means I guess we're running Darby versus the House of Black again. Okay. But uh, Sting said that he and Darby were going to go out in a blaze of glory. Right. Like, are they both retiring? Right. Uh, they did a teaser for what's going to be on Dynamite on Wednesday as Renee Paquette sits down with Adam Cole. Maybe. The snippet that they showed was Adam Cole clearly talking about who his next opponent is going to be. Okay. Uh, Ricky Starks uh, wants to take down Chris Jericho. He cut a promo. Saying he's going to start with Daniel Garcia. That's set for Rampage next week. Uh, Rampage next week is going to be on at 7 due to, uh, I think, hockey. Uh, okay. Oh, sorry. No, NBA basketball. Uh, they had a whole angle with the Impractical Jokers. They got put through a table. Um, but JAS. Lexi Nair did an interview with Dustin Rhodes where Dustin cut the fucking promo of a lifetime Okay, on Swerve. He gets attacked by... Uh, Swerve and Mogul Affiliates. That's also going to be on Rampage next week. Okay. Um, we had Ruby Soho versus Marina Shafir, which was whatever. <laughs> Jack Perry defeated Ryan Nemeth. It went at a minute and 25 seconds. Wow, Nemeth got a minute 25. Good for him. Um, But the bit that's really worth talking about is uh, Mark Briscoe was on the show. Yeah, he cut a promo, right? Yeah, he cut a promo, but he was interrupted... By Mark Sterling. Oh, God. Uh, he tries to offer Mark Briscoe his services. He politely declined. 
So Sterling called him a stupid chicken farmer. Briscoe got all up in his shit, and Josh Woods popped up. So uh, we're getting Mark Briscoe versus Josh Woods on Dynamite this coming right. week. Okay. Um, really, I bring that up just because I want to tell you about probably the best thing Mark Sterling has done since he was doing those fake ads about being beaten up by Wardlow. Uh-huh. Uh, on the AEW Twitter, they posted that segment. And there are a lot of comments where people were like, oh, it's so good to see Mark. Mark, we support you. We love you. Blah, 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 blah. He said, so Mark you. Sterling responded to every single one. Thank you. I really appreciate you. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, but it. It, it's it's a fucking packed dynamite for Wednesday. They announced okay. pretty much everything, uh, including the bit that I said I was going to come back to later. Uh, I guess it's going to be the main event. It's a Texas Tornado tag match with John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli going against Roosh and Preston Vance. Okay. Awesome match on paper. Now, Chris, do you have you figured out why this match is happening? Do you do you have an idea? Do you have an inkling? Why it's ha- are they in Texas again? Um they are in Laredo, Texas. Okay. All right. But but do you know why it's specifically those teams going against each other? Well, I mean, Brian Danielson is in the Blackpool uh, combat club yep. with uh, Claudio and uh, and Moxley, so that would make sense that those factions are warring with each other. Okay, okay. Is there that, more to that, it than that? No, that is why it's happening. Okay, but I would like to point out that Brian Danielson almost lost a match to Roosh because he was stuck in the training room, and Jose and Preston Vance are why he was stuck in that room, and fucking no one showed up to help Danielson. Uh. <laughs> and Takeshita, who's bleeding out from the forehead, yeah. had to fight Preston Vance and Jose the assistant. Well, I mean, maybe Mox, they... Claudio, and Yuta were in the building because they had the opening match of Rampage. Uh, maybe they weren't watching. Uh, weren't watching the show. They didn't know what was happening. He's like, "Oh, Brian's in the, the trainer room." How if they were in their locker room? How would they know what was happening over there? Okay. Okay. You know what? You know? Point for Chris. Okay. You know You got that one. Okay. <laughs> Can I carry that over into Rough House Divided? Because I feel like I'm going to need it today. Uh, but also on the Dynamite, uh, Mark Briscoe versus Josh Woods. They're finally doing the three-way. Tony Storm, Ruby Soho, and Britt Baker. Okay. Hangman Page versus Kip Sabian. That was made in oh. a uh, promo on uh, Rampage. Uh, is, that, is that the promo where uh, Hangman said he eat his he ate his ass instead of beat his ass? Yep, there's there's a little bit of that. Okay. And, uh, also, uh, the logic is Kip's like, "Hey, I just got the shit beat out of me by John Moxley, and uh, you and John Moxley just beat the shit out of each other. I want to beat the shit out of you so I can beat up John Moxley again." <laughs> All right, <laughs> transitive property, I guess. Sure. Uh, Brian Cage will go against Jungle Boy. That should actually be pretty fun if they get time. Uh, it'll be Arch Cassidy, the acclaimed, and Billy Gunn against Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Sutton Singh, and Sanjay Dutt. Ooh, we got the Adam Cole sit down. Warren Lowe is going to sit down with JR, so we'll see if we can make that happen. Mm-hmm. MJF is contractually obligated to appear. <laughs> okay. All right. But Chris, yeah. before we wrap up the show, mm-hmm. fuck everything else I talked about. Yeah. Did you see the Abushi tweet? No. What did Kota, what did Kota Abushi say? It's, it's since been deleted. Uh-huh. The old tweet and delete? But, uh, what, what was? Kota showed butt. Oh, no, I missed it? Kota showed butt. 
full on. Turns out, turns out Coda's not a man who wears underpants. <laughs> posted a video of him pulling on some pants. He was showing his butt. I don't know why I posted it, but what does not question logic when it comes to Kota Ibushi or his butt? Okay, then if you'll excuse me, I've got some uh, some research on Twitter to do at the right, moment here. Three minutes for a rough house divide. Okay, all right. Ooh, Bushi booty. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. When you're not capable of saying it yourself because you're either a shitty actor, god awful the promos, or you're Curtis Axel, we introduce to you the Paulmark card. Why say it with a pop-up card with a $5 bill in it? With Paulmark cards, you open it up and immediately get smacked in the face with a kendo stick. Paulmark cards. Sandman loves them. Rhino used to. Just incredible used them until he started working at an Olive Garden. The Paulmark card. Do you know someone you think would make a great Paul Heyman guy? Get him a Paulmark card. I love you. You betrayed me. Happy anniversary! From the makers of AJ's Nuts, Mayo X, and Ryback Insurance, it's the Paulmark card. For when you need Paulie dangerously to say what you're incapable of saying. You turned your back on me, and I made you happy Halloween! The Paulmark card, each sold separately. Look for them in fine retailers like Fanny Pack Outlet, Teddy Long School for Pro Wrestling General Managers to Learn How to Manage Generally, and Dr. Bonerfingers Wrestling School. Buy five Paulmark cards and get a free Velcro ponytail.